it's Helen here and welcome to the Purpose, Potential and Power podcast. I'm a sales and strategy mentor to business savvy, ambitious entrepreneurs who want to achieve success and wealth in their online business, be seen for what they're worth and become the person they always knew that they would be. So whether you're a coach, a solo entrepreneur or network marketer, I am here to help you grow your business with a sales strategy which includes impactful brand messaging, powerful content creation and connecting with your community. It's all about increasing your visibility and your authority and converting all of that to sales. It's also really important to me that I help you on your journey of self-confidence. I want you to show up as yourself 100% and run towards the incredible life that you so deserve. This is all about defining your purpose, fulfilling your potential and stepping into your power. Okay, so networking has been a huge part of my growth strategy and I've had so much fun doing it this year so far and this is why I wanted to create a community full of incredible entrepreneurs and a free networking event which is starting this week. It's called the Power Hour Business Club and it's going to be on every single Wednesday, 2pm UK time, 9am Eastern which is hopefully not too early so come along surround yourself with other incredible entrepreneurs connect make new friends find some new biz besties have fun and start spreading the word amongst this group about what you do best this is an amazing community already and i just would love you to be plugging into it and promoting you and your incredible talents go and check out the link in the show notes for how you can get onto that call If you are a business owner, you need to listen to this episode because we all need to get a handle on our finances. Yes, before you switch off, this is going to be a money conversation, but one that is necessary and one that is made so interesting and approachable by my guest, Kimberly Tara. So grab a pen and paper and let's get into the episode. Okay, everyone. Today's episode is a very essential conversation we need to have. And I have the most incredible guest, Kimberly Tara, who is a tax and business strategist based over in Louisiana, USA. Now, before before we go any further, tax numbers, I know what you're thinking, but this is an essential conversation. And I'm saying this as someone who is the most unqualified, qualified accountant. I am actually a chartered accountant back in the day. I was the worst. So numbers are not my jam whatsoever. But Kimberly is here because she is going to break this down, make this so super simple for us. And you are going to walk away having a real simplified understanding of everything that you need to in your business. So hang on, bear with us. And if you are an entrepreneur, you need to stick around for this knowledge that Kimberly is about to pour into us. So Kimberly, Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Amazing. I am so grateful for you because you're one of those people that, you know, we do roll our eyes, don't we? We're like, oh, do I have to deal with the numbers? <laughs> but as a business owner, if you are serious about being an entrepreneur and being successful, it's an unavoidable part of business. We need to get our head around the numbers, the finances. And people like you, you are here to talk to us about what we need to do how to get smart and how to build this into our strategy. So first, I just want to explain like who you are, tell us your story and how did you get to be where you are right now? 
Sure. Okay. So I've been leading with, I have four kids. They are all six and under because I've realized that recently I've been introducing myself and I like jump into who I am as a professional. And then I forget to mention I have kids. So I have a wonderful husband. I have four little kids. They are my world. Um, but there is this part of me that really enjoys working and the, the impact that I'm able to make on my clients. And so that is what I do as a tax and business strategist. So I, I primarily work with females and I, I do have some male clients, but I just feel that there is really a gap in the education and the conversations that we have as women in general, but especially as female business owners. And the reason I've really leaned into this, I've been in business for about seven years now, and I've had a long journey of getting to where I am right now, but it's, I just... I've heard about so many negative experiences that especially women are having with their CPAs. Um, do y'all call them CPAs over there? Well, we, chartered have, accountants, chartered accountants. I have an audience across the world. So you continue. Okay. So whatever your professional is called, but the, the equivalent here is a CPA and then that's a certified public accountant. So whoever you are working with in your country to help you navigate the numbers, who has gone to school for this, who has gotten a license for this, Unfortunately, so many people are having bad experiences with those professionals and it's not okay. It is not okay that clients who come to me have been made to feel judged or irresponsible or dumb for the questions that they're asking. And I'm here to really change the narrative on that to to educate and empower women because you know, we are just as capable as men, if not more capable, if if I could really make that argument. And we just need a safe environment to be able to ask those questions, to be able to learn, to be able to make mistakes as we learn and grow in our businesses. Because I think that all of us can admit somewhere along the way, we've made a mistake, whether that's a marketing mistake, whether that's a financial mistake, whether that's something that we did incorrectly for a client, we're all learning and growing. But especially in the tax and financial sphere, there has to be a safe space because it's a very scary topic. You know, we can have a lot of feelings come up around it without being judged or without working with someone who's going to make us feel less than and and that's really what I'm here for. Of course, I'm here for the for the tax savings and the knowing your numbers and 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 the tactical financial things, but I'm also really here to make sure that women know that it is possible for them to have a good positive experience with their financial professional and that um they are worthy and deserving of that. I love this because I am one of those people that even despite my background, it was, I was going through the motions and I just got the qualification, but I now, I mean, my stomach flips when I think about, you know, having to deal with these things, but I do understand the importance. So let's dive straight into this. As an entrepreneur, if you are listening to this, I want you to hear Kimberly, what she has to say, because she has a three-step strategy. What you need to be addressing, looking at, if you are an entrepreneur. So I'm going to let you take it away and explain exactly what do we need to be doing? Yeah. So our three pillars are execute, educate, and empower. And the execute part comes in because there are certain things that 
not only do you not want to know how to do, but I also can't teach you how to do them, right? That's what I went to school for multiple years for. That is what I have taken multiple exams for. I I really, I can teach you basic tax strategy and basic business strategy, but for the most part, you are hiring me for my expertise, for my knowledge, just like you would hire someone who is a marketing expert. And that part, we, we just do it for our clients, right? And you need to partner with someone who, who has that component and that expertise to just do it for you. But even if you find someone who is fantastic at the execution, who is a genius at whatever tax strategy or business strategy they're doing for you, as the business owner, there is still a certain amount of knowledge that you need to have about your business as it relates to finances and the tax world. And that is a missing component, I think. So I'm seeing this dichotomy as I, so I guess I should say when I started my practice, I was very local to local businesses. And and so in the last two years, I've really sort of moved into the online world. And what I'm noticing, Helen, is that there are some people out there who are just only on the education side. They have a course that you can buy. They'll educate you on it. They'll maybe kind of teach you how to DIY it. Or you have people that are just going to execute for you. They're they're completely done for you, but they're not going to take the time to explain it and to say, here's why I did this, or here's something that you need to know. And we don't need to go down a rabbit hole where I explain every single little teeny tiny thing to you. But as a business owner, you do need to have that working knowledge. And I do feel that it's my job as the professional to marry the the done for you part with the educational part and say, okay, here's the, here's the gist of what I did, what questions do you have? But but the education is so important because if you don't have a working knowledge of your taxes and finances, you don't know what questions to ask me or you don't know how to answer the questions that I'm asking you appropriately because because you don't know enough about it to be able to have that conversation back and forth. And that is that is just to me, such an integral part, especially being a business owner. I mean, I think it's I think it's important even if you're not a business owner, you should, you know, have have an understanding of of finances and taxes. But especially as a as a business owner, you really need to intimately um know your numbers, be very comfortable with understanding your numbers, use your numbers to make data-driven decisions and have a professional who's going to partner with you so that when you have questions or you don't understand something or to just run through your profit and loss statement with you, that educate is just so important. And then that educate educate component is what leads to the empower component, right? Because now you feel more confident, you feel more comfortable coming to the table for those conversations, asking your questions and saying, saying, you know, I don't really know the answer to this and I don't know if I should, but can you explain this to me more? And then you also need to work with someone, make sure that you're working with someone who, um, when they're doing their educating and explaining that they're doing it in a way that is not condescending, that they're doing it in a way that you can understand. And even if you need to ask the same question twice, 
ask the same question twice. And your professional should be willing to answer the same question twice, right? In a non-judgy way. And so to me, those are the things. And, and I've actually learned, Helen, that that is really my differentiator, you know, as I'm not a good marketer. I am a numbers person. I own it. I am the nerd with the spreadsheets and I love what I do. So I've really had to learn more of the marketing side of business. And I've had to really, you know, I thought our differentiator was being able to save our clients tens of thousands of dollars in taxes. And while that's, that is really important and our clients do wholeheartedly appreciate that, my differentiator is the education component, the conversation component, um, the responsiveness, and, and really leaning into how that education drives the empowerment for our clients. I love it. it this is so important as well. And then um, I'm going to ask you some very basic questions. Dina, okay. so you don't need the spreadsheet gurus. So I love how you call yourself a spreadsheet geek. We need the gurus. Isn't it just a case of looking at analyzing your overheads and versus, you know, what's coming in? How, what are the small things that anyone listening to this podcast who's running a business, no matter what that is, whether it's a coaching business, any kind of online business, you know, where they've got obviously expenses and they've got hopefully some income. Is it just a case of analyzing, right, where can we make cuts? How can we get lean? Is this essential? What are the first steps that you would advise people listening to take when it comes to their finances? Yeah. So the first step is to track, actually track your numbers and be consistent and on time with them. So you don't need a fancy software. You know, if you're, if you're coaching and maybe you have five clients a month, right? You don't have a lot of transactions going in and out. Use a spreadsheet. Don't overcomplicate this because you think you need some fancy software. So that's the first thing, because if you have a fancy software, you're going to be like, I don't know how to use that. And then you're actually not going to do it. So if it needs to be a spreadsheet, I just want you to start. And I want you to be consistent every single month within the first seven to 10 days of the month. I want you to actually record all of your income and all of your expenses, and you're going to take income minus expenses to see what your, we call it net taxable income, profit, whatever you want to call it, income minus expenses. And you need to do that every single month for the previous month, right? So, so we're keeping up with it because if you wait until the end of the year or whenever your tax time rolls around and you're going to do all 12 months at one time, you have missed 11 months of opportunity to look at your numbers and make decisions based off of your numbers. Because a lot of times it's like, ooh, I think I want to do this, or ooh, I want to invest in this, or ooh, this sounds like a good idea, but you're not actually using the numbers to make a data-driven decision. So that is the, the very first thing that I want you to do is just pick something, some way to actually record your income and expenses and set a calendar reminder on your account, on your on your calendar for at least maybe just an hour, right? Or or just start off and see how long it's going to take you. Actually put the, the, the appointment on your calendar, a date with your books that you are going to sit and record all this information. So that is step one. Step two would be to actually look at that information. And when you look at the information, if you don't understand it, that's when you know that you need to find some sort of financial professional that can help you understand what you're looking at. They're probably going to do a little bit of a check for accuracy, right? Are you categorizing each expense to the right 
account. Um, and then they can also help you understand why is this number so big? Why isn't this number consistent month over month, right? They can help you understand some of the trends and the differences in those numbers that you're compiling month over month. And when you're tracking those numbers, I would have them sum onto a main spreadsheet, but you're tracking them by month because sometimes you want to look at the year as a whole, or sometimes you want to go back and say, okay, what did January look like? What did February look like? How did February compare to January? Hmm, my income was severely down. Why is that? And those are the questions that we can start going through in our head to, to figure out what's going on. Why are the numbers looking the way that they are? And then the third thing I would say is sometimes it's not about cutting expenses. I think that this is a very accounting response because we are conservative people by nature, right? Like that is just our innate personalities. We tend to be like little buttoned up people and, and very conservative and, ooh, don't spend too much money. Do we have enough savings? But sometimes the answer is not always cutting expenses. Now, you wouldn't know that if you're not actually tracking your numbers. So again, that's why I say that's the very first step. But sometimes, um, I read recently, probably about a month ago, somebody was asking if they should cut their expenses because they were only at a 36% profit margin. Now, profit margins are relative, but 36%, I've worked with a lot of different business owners, 36% is a pretty good profit margin. But more importantly, what I want you to hear is she was about to cut the expense that was her main lead generator. Oh, right. Because she wanted to save expenses, right? Yeah. But when I, when I commented and said, but it sounds like that's your main source of lead gen, she really stopped and thought about what what cutting that expense, what maybe saving a thousand dollars a month could mean for her income. And this is a person who makes hundreds of thousands of dollars each year. So saving one to two thousand a month, but cutting off the source mm -hmm. of her income. And you may not feel that effect immediately, too, right? I guess that could be a fourth thing. Changes that you make, you may not see them immediately. You might make a change in in the month of April. And you don't actually see the impact of that until July. But if you're tracking your numbers every single month, when July rolls around and you're like, dang, what happened? You could probably go back and figure out, okay, well, when did this start changing? And what what shifts have I made? And you can start um, understanding what's going on in your business and how your choices, your changes, your actions have a direct impact on your numbers. That right there was the light bulb moment of the podcast because I love that. Thank you. Because yeah, it is not as simple as we need to cut X, Y, and Z. It is, we need to work out whether those cuts are going to have a knock-on effect. I love it. Um, I've been going through something similar in my own business, kind of deciding, do I need to cut this? And actually, yes, it's a big expense, but my business is not going to run without it. So yeah, it's like, what are you getting in return for putting in that expenditure? Mm -hmm. And we were talking just before we kind of started recording about kind of relating to this about spending money and being in those cycles of business in those periods of time when you are going to spend more, you're going to be investing, whether that's, you know, obviously we're talking about finance here, but from, you know, we were discussing could be a time commitment, a time investment. I'd love you to talk about that as well, because it's kind of leading on from what you've just said about the periods of time in our business where we really do have to plow a lot of expenditure in and profits might dip, but it's 
going to bring you more in the long term. So that's the long term mindset, isn't it? And that's the being a smart business owner, mm-hmm. thinking long term. Can you, um, yeah, give us your thoughts and your kind of advice on that, I guess? Sure. Yeah. And that's the strategy, right? And and I think in this online world, we hear a lot of people throwing around the strategist word, right? Uh-huh. Um, so you need to be a little cautious. I was a strategist long before I actually entered the online world and it became a, a buzzword, if you will. But there really is a strategy behind the decisions you make in every aspect. There's a marketing strategy, there's a financial strategy, there's a business strategy, and you need them to all work together, right? And so, yeah, in my business, um, I'm going through a lot of this right now. Like I mentioned, I have four little kids. And so the last couple of six years, probably my business has really been serving me and and our family in the way that it needs to. It's been more about refining the business to, to sort of get some time back, not necessarily growing my revenues or my profit margins or my client base, but really focusing on still serving my clients well, but making sure that I'm also present for my family. And in the year 2023, I decided with my husband, we we knew we were done having kids. And I told him, I'm like, I'm just, I've given to the family the last six years. I'm really ready for something for me now. And And when I started meeting more female entrepreneurs in this online space. And I realized just the disservice that they were having with other financial professionals. I was like, that just changed my whole mindset. I'm like, this isn't about me growing my business. This is about me helping these women and showing them that there is a better solution and a better professional out there that they can work on. And that was, that was so impactful for me. Um, But I am in a year of heavy financial investment. I'm in a year of heavy time investment and it's calculated, right? I have the strategy for 2023 to get me to my 2024 goals. And basically what I did was I said, where do I want to be? What's important to me? And how do I get there? And I reverse engineered that. And so I started, I think that every business strategy starts basically with your goals and, and what's attainable, right? And and having a little bit of a stretch and a reach, I'm, I'm an Enneagram three for anybody who's familiar with that. I am a high achiever. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I'm a high <laughs> achiever. So I do set my goals and then I have to like walk away for a day and come back and say, okay, is that actually like a realistic goal or am I going to kill myself getting there? You know, like let's stretch and let's let's yeah. push ourselves, but let's not be ridiculous. So starting with that and then saying, okay, what's the business strategy to get there? What's, what's the overarching business goal? Okay, now let's back into the financial strategy to get us there. Okay, now we have the financial strategy. Let's lean into the marketing strategy to meet those financial goals, right? So it's, it's this waterfall where you start at the top and then you kind of work your way back and you have this trickle down effect of, okay, well, what's next? Okay, if I want to meet that, okay, what's next? And you kind of just work yourself down the way. So I have a whole plan in place that's mostly reasonable. I think my husband would probably tell you that it's a little of, of a stretch. Um, but for me, it's it's a mostly reasonable and it's it's very calculated. And you know what? I also know that if if I miss my goal by $10,000. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to get mad at myself. Um, but I am going to do everything in my power to use the strategy that I have created and do everything in my power to follow the strategy, to take action on the strategy, to get where I want to go. But if you don't have the strategy and you can call it a roadmap or a plan or a journey, whatever, whatever word you want to use, but essentially it's a strategy and a plan 
to get you where you want to go. And then after you have that, you reverse engineer how you're going to actually achieve that. And it is so, so dependent on the finances. I see most people come up with a marketing strategy, but they don't have the financial strategy to support it. And in my opinion, you need the financial strategy before you can do the marketing strategy because the marketing strategy supports you achieving the numbers. Yeah, so true. We are so alike because the way I operate is to create strategy within the way you set up a coaching business. It is that reverse engineering. What do you want to achieve? Let's work out all the offers that you need to put in place. And then, yes, everything falling into place. Um, And I'm sure that that is absolutely going to resonate with so many of our audience today. Honestly, I can't thank you enough, Kimberly. That was just pure sensible magic and absolutely incredible where can everyone go and connect with you obviously we will put all of this in the show notes but if someone wants to come and send you a message and ask you any questions where do they go yeah so our website is www.terracpafirm.com and you can find me on instagram at Tara CPA firm. And I love to do the voice memos um, in the DMS on Instagram. I don't really post a lot to Instagram, but I love to have conversations with people. Perfect. Oh, that's so grateful. I'm so grateful for your time today. It's been absolutely amazing, Kimberly. Thank you so, so much. Thank you for having me and, and bringing this. I'm I'm so appreciative to anyone who is willing to bring these conversations to their audiences because like it, it's just, it's such an important conversation. It's not sexy and fun, but you are an amazing person for bringing this to your audience, to your clients, because you're showing them the value of this information. So thank you for sharing this. No worries. It is definitely, it is an absolute essential so thank you awesome oh see you soon everyone bye-bye as always if you love that episode i would so appreciate you hitting the subscribe button and leaving a five-star review so we can just get this podcast out to more incredible entrepreneurial women who need the help we get from our amazing guests so as i said at the top of the show please come along to the power hour business club come and surround yourself with the amazing community that we already have Be around the women that are going to elevate you and come and share your expertise. It's happening every single Wednesday at 9am Eastern, 2pm UK time. I'm going to put the link in the show notes. The Power Hour Business Club is the place to be if you want to network, connect, share your expertise, and I cannot wait to see you there. Have a great week, everybody.